Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about why Christians need to maintain a good reputation. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how important it is for Christians to maintain a good reputation with their neighbors. You know, the Bible calls us to a balancing act of sorts. On one side, we're told that our reputation will suffer simply because we're Christians, simply because we claim Christ as our Lord and Master. Jesus said that the early Christians would suffer terribly because of their poor reputations in the community. He said, They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. You know, Forget about trying to maintain a good reputation. The early Christians, they were just trying to stay alive. Their parents and their brothers and sisters and friends despised them so much that they participated in their executions. Those don't sound like people who are respected members of the neighborhood. Yet, Despite Jesus consistently being drawn to the most despised dredges of society, tax collectors and prostitutes and Samaritans and anyone else who was at the bottom of the heap, despite spending so much time with them, the Bible places an interesting requirement on those who wish to lead in his church. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul writes that an overseer or pastors or elders in the church should be above reproach. And in verse 7, he says, he must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. How does that work? Jesus told us bluntly that we won't be respected by the world. In fact, we can expect the opposite. They will try to kill us and persecute us. But now Paul says that in Christ's church, The leaders should be chosen from those who have earned some level of respect. In other words, maintaining a good reputation does matter, but it may not matter in the same way we would ordinarily think. You know, today, it's not hard for a Christian to be respected in their community. Christians are in influential positions. They own businesses. They they run PTA meetings. With some notable exceptions, nearly every politician in our nation at least pays some lip service to the Christian faith. That makes this requirement for overseers and the exhortation it has for the rest of us to have a good reputation with outsiders to take on an entirely new connotation than what it probably meant in the first century. So what was it like in 60 AD or so when Paul pins this letter to Timothy? What did he mean when he said that we should have a good reputation with outsiders? Well, I can guarantee you that Christians were not sitting on many local school boards at the time. The Roman Empire, which contained the whole of the church at that time, did not have emperors paying lip service to Christianity, although that would have become Uh, an important political tool for them in a few centuries. But at the time, Paul was writing during the reign of the infamous and erratic Nero, who imposed a policy of indifference towards Christians at the best of times and cruel terror at the worst. 
know, today we often can gain a good reputation simply by labeling ourselves by the faith we profess. Saying that we are Christians can come with a, a certain respect generally. But in the first century church, claiming Christ was the Messiah was the biggest social taboo there was. So let's set aside our modern ideas about what a good reputation is and imagine how the early Christians would have interpreted Paul's exhortation here. First, they would have known that empty labels are worthless. I can call myself the king of the world all I want, but that doesn't make it so. You're just going to laugh if I say something like that because you know it's an empty label. The same thing is true with our faith and our reputation. We can call ourselves Christians all we want, but the outsiders, as Paul calls them, don't care about empty labels. In fact, Christians, uh, while the New Testament was being written, could only gain respect perhaps despite their faith in Jesus. While politicians or business owners today use the label Christian to get business, to get voters, regardless of how sincere their faith is, that wouldn't have been very successful in the first century. Even still, Jesus foresaw a time when people would claim the label of Christian without accepting him as their true master. He said, as recorded in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears those words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Empty labels are worthless. And while many invoke the name of Christ to gain worldly respect today, that is not what Paul was suggesting. Instead, Paul's instruction for overseers to be chosen from those who maintain a, a good reputation with outsiders points to what Jesus said in verse 24. A wise man is someone who hears the words of Christ and doesn't just say, Lord, Lord, but puts the words of Christ into action. So first, empty labels don't matter. And the second thing we must understand about our reputations is that God demands action. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world, according to James 1.27. If we think that we're going to give ourselves a good reputation by what church we attend on Sunday mornings or by the label that we profess, then our reputation will not be good as Paul uses the word in 1 Timothy. You may get people to respect you by which pews you sit in, but you won't be respectable to God. God doesn't want people to just prophesy in his name or pray public prayers in his name or preach in his name. He wants pure and faultless religion. That can't be constrained by the walls of some building you go to once a week or tainted by impure motives. It is a faith founded on a loving God and who calls us to love others and pushing away anything that distracts us from that command. God doesn't want empty labels. We show the world who we are with our actions and our hearts, and some of those actions may impress the world. So number three, it seems that in a world marred by sin and pain, 
the Bible calls us to some actions that are inherently seen as good. You know, Jesus called us the light of the world and to let our light shine before others that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. You see, when we love people the way we should, when we are generous with people the way we, we should be, when we're kind and humble, the world may not always understand why we're doing that, but they may occasionally respect it. That's the reputation Paul said overseers must have. Outsiders should see them and see the light of Christ. They may not like everything we do, but Christians should have a reputation of love and godliness, which leads to our final point. We are here to glorify God. We use our reputations in service to God. We are a light to the world only to glorify God. We can be the most respected people in our generation. But if we aren't trying to glorify God in the process, then it's all meaningless. You probably remember the parable of the rich fool and his barns. He probably had a pretty decent reputation with some. He was a wealthy man, a successful man, and he thought to himself that he would use his excess crop to make himself even more comfortable, even more respected. He said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I'll store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up for themselves but is not rich toward God. We can have great reputations with the world. But if those reputations aren't built on godliness with the goal of glorifying God, then they have no purpose. We might die tomorrow. The Lord might return tomorrow. And then what good will all of that done us? We must be rich toward God and use our reputations for him. It's no mistake that Paul said that the leaders of the Lord's church must maintain a good reputation with outsiders. The world, they may despise us. They may persecute us. They may ridicule us. But we must remain a light to them, shining brightly by the way we conduct our lives so that our Father will be glorified. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.